Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast or Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, October the 23rd. Hopefully, it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are going to touch on college eating education for all my younger peeps out there who are in the college-ish age range, maybe uh, end of your high school career, you're heading into college, you're currently in college, you just got out of college maybe, and obviously if you guys are in the life, this is going to be ideal. If you were a parent of a kid who was in college or is going to be in college at some time in the near future or any time, I think these tips are going to be helpful. And just for people in general, just some healthier eating habits uh, and talk about the difference you know, between eating for performance and maybe aesthetics and a couple other things married in between. This actually came from a good friend of mine who I grew up with for basically my entire life, uh, my homie uh, Matt OB. Um, he's currently the head baseball coach at the University of Minnesota Morris. Uh, he asked me to speak to his athletes uh, early during this uh, uh, kind of pandemic season of life and uh, kind of do a little Q&A with them, talk about healthy eating, things I maybe would have done differently, and I'll walk you guys through kind of what that was about, and then obviously, you know, you know how to eat in a dorm, how to eat on campus, and, you know, maybe how to eat on a budget, and what are some of the the best practices that I would suggest to myself if I could go back in time and correct a lot of the dumb shit that I once did. So that is what today's episode will be about. But before I jump in, the two quick things I want to mention. One, my homies over at uh, JLab are actually having a massive sale uh, on everything on the site. And so if you guys want to check out the protein powder I take, obviously the curl oils uh, and some of the other things that I use routinely, um, they're going to have a sale. I believe it's 27% off everything on the website. So today is October the 23rd. I believe that sale starts on October the 26th. You guys can hit me up. I'm happy to share uh, the discount code with you. I'm happy to share the links with you guys. Again, um, they make clean quality stuff. I do. I've worked with those guys for probably the past 10 years plus. And so if you're interested, I can get you 27% off everything on the site. So whether you guys are looking to, you know, get some protein powder, if you guys are looking to get a curl oil or anything else, that is for you. And also the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Boom Boom Athletic Greens. You guys guessed the one thing I take every single day. I've been literally just giving out athletic greens here like I'm a drug dealer. It's almost like it's crack cocaine and I'm just slanging that stuff all day long. So you guys know the drill. If you are not getting enough green vegetables every single day, if you're struggling, you know, with micronutrients and to get enough vitamins, minerals and the energy, uh, I would suggest just at least checking it out. I can always hook you guys up with 20 free travel packs, although we're working on a deal for something even sweeter than that. But for right now, I can get you 20 free travel packs with order one. And if you guys are really on a fence and you've heard me talk about it for 400 episodes at this point, um, Monica will actually ship you a pack right to your front door and you can try it. So if you're watching me on YouTube right now, literally, we will get you guys a free pack of these bad boys right here and we'll ship it right to you. Again, when I talk about it, it's... Literally, no GMOs, no herbicides, no pesticides, no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, corn-free, egg-free, peanut-free. There's no animal byproducts, no lactose, no sucrose, no dectrose. And it literally works with basically every eating style. Vegetarian, vegan, paleo, keto, low-carb, you name it. Uh, 
I wouldn't talk about it as much as I do if I didn't really believe in it and take it all the time. We could make way more money selling other crap, but I would feel like an icky human when I go to sleep at night. So if you're interested, hit me up. I'll get you guys a link for 20 free travel packs. Or if you're like, okay, well, you finally talked me into it. We'll ship the pack to you to your front door. Try it, and then you guys make the decision from there. So those are the two things we got going on right now. And other than that, oh, we are doing our 50 days of fitness. That's coming up here. I believe we're kicking that off on November the 11th. I'll share it on Instagram and our our newsletter and Facebook and LinkedIn and all those places probably in about a week or so. And our 50 days of fitness is basically just 50 days to the end of the year. So you guys don't tank all the hard work you've put in over the course of the last, let's say, 10 and a half months. We really just try to hold you accountable. We do a workout every single day. We talk about how to navigate the holidays and a lot of other best practices inside of there. So if you guys are interested, that is going down as well. But I don't want to take up too much of your time today because A, I am tired and have a lot of stuff left to do. But this podcast I do think is important because one, I'm happy to help out my homie um, who's trying to coach these young men to the best of his ability. And honestly, if I could have stumbled onto something like this when I was a high schooler uh, and a person who values performance, you know, I always wanted to be the best I could be, you know, on the field, on the court, wherever it was, you know, I think we all try to be, you know, the biggest, the strongest, the fastest and cap out our genetic potential to the best we can. And I didn't have the education that uh, a lot of these kids are going to have, or a lot of you listening are going to have at an early age. And I do think it would have been a game changer for me. And if nothing else, even if I didn't average five more points a game, even if it didn't, you know, make this immediate impact, uh, which I do believe it would have in terms of recovery, strength, but just overall health, if it could have helped me avoid a lot of the health issues that I had um, in my early 20s, that would have been worth it alone. Uh, All of the the, the pain and the agony and the shit that I had to suffer through because I was, you know, an idiot, basically, and just, uh, it would have been a huge life changer for me to stumble onto somebody rambling on for, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 minutes like this. So with that, we're talking college eating education. And uh, I guess the first thing, eating for performance and eating for aesthetics is two different things. They can be similar, but more often than not, they're going to be different. Now, if you are trying to eat a certain way to compete in bodybuilding, that's different. And again, those are phases too. If you're eating to bulk or gain weight, you're going to be in a calorie surplus. It's common sense. So if you burn 2,000 calories a day, you have to eat 3,000 calories a day, and then you'll gain weight. My simplistic example. If you are in the cutting phase, if you will, or you're in a deficit, an energy deficit, a calorie deficit, and you're you know, burning you know, 2,000 calories a day, but you're only eating 1,500, you are going to lose weight, lose fat. You'll be smaller depending on how the macros are dispersed and everything else. So in that regard, if the goal was to be as shredded as possible, and I'm talking like the extreme leans here, your performance is going to suffer because you're not eating enough to perform the way you could at your optimal levels. I don't think people with their body fat as low as humanly possible tend to be the best performers. It's just reality. Now, if you're trying to do an Ironman, 
you are going to eat differently than if you're going to do a bodybuilding competition. Does that make sense? If you're going to go hike the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim, which you guys have heard me talk about before, we've done that. You're going to eat differently than if you're just going to do, you know, a 5K. These things are going to differ because the performance aspect of it is different. If you're trying to look your best, you know, for your vacation in Mykonos, you're going to eat differently than if you're going to do a 200-mile bike race because one is for aesthetics, we're trying to look a certain way, and one is going to be for performance. So just to get that out of the way, most athletes are going to be eating for performance unless your sport is how you look, i.e. figure, fitness, bodybuilding, those things. But for most of you who are listening, if it's a college sport, if it's softball or baseball or basketball or football or track or whatever it may be, you're eating for performance. Not that you can't look a certain way. I do think if you eat right and you're training hard, the byproduct is you'll look like an athlete. But oftentimes in here, in my normal life, 95% of the people who come in here, they're eating to look a certain way. They're eating for the uh, appearance of it as opposed to performing. And I think a lot of people who are not in the you know, competitive world anymore, they could, not that they don't care how they perform, but as long as they can do basic human stuff, they'd rather look like they were super fit and, and let, instead of just being able to perform and be super fit. And again, there's a lot of gray area in here. A lot of these are going to cross over and be merry, but I just want to get that out of the way right off the bat. So if you were somebody in college and you want to just look your leanest and feel your best, you're going to eat differently than the athlete, the baseball player, the football player, the basketball player. I just need to make that a blanket statement before we kick off. Now, how might you eat in the dorm? How might you eat on campus? What would some you know, healthy days and meals and, and things look like and what would you include into your diet? It really doesn't differ, in my opinion, excuse me, uh, a lot from a normal person. I think real food, if it runs, it swims, it flies, it grows from the earth, you should be eating that. If it comes in a bag or a box, not that you have to avoid it like the plague, but just be conscious and aware that it's there and what is the majority of your food coming from. And I would always say spend more money on the food and you could go you know, not as heavy on the supplements because supplements are just that. They're supplementing what you're already doing. Obviously, if you're in college, fit in the bill for athletic greens. I mean, if your mom and dad pay for it, you're probably all right. If it's just you, um, it's probably going to be a hard sell. So you're going to have to try to eat as much as humanly possible. And I would always spend the money on the food and then the supplements next. But as we all know, a lot of us can't eat enough in our daily you know, diets, if you will, to kind of cover all the gaps in our nutrition, and i.e. that's why supplements do exist. But if you're a college kid, and you're looking to just eat right on campus or in the dorms when the world is uh, normal and you're doing your thing, what would a breakfast look like? And this can go for anybody out there who's listening. If you're trying to, to have meals that are going to help you perform, if you're a breakfast person, scrambled eggs with vegetables is a real simple fit and that can help you a look the way you want and also perform because there's proteins there's fats and there's you know some fibrous carbohydrates you could also throw in things if you're an athlete like the greek yogurts if you have some oatmeal maybe even some granola uh, you know try not to go too heavy on the sugary stuff and some blueberries so like a nice balanced breakfast is scrambled eggs some fried vegetables some greek yogurt with oatmeal and blueberries boom that's a pretty easy winning combo and you can sex that up and make it you know 87 different ways, but it's a real basic go-to for you guys. And again, when you hear me break that down, you're talking about eggs, 
So proteins and fats and vegetables, always. Greek yogurt, again, we're coming in with some more protein. There's some natural probiotics I've seen there as well. And then if you throw in the oats, you have some quality carbohydrates with some fiber. And then obviously the blueberries, your antioxidants, and obviously there's you know some vitamins up in there as well. That's a pretty balanced way to do it. And if you need to, if you want to throw in the granola, you could sub some of that in as well. I think oatmeal is probably the healthier choice. But again, if you're a college athlete like I was, who was you know, paper thin, throwing in the granola is going to be fine. And notice I didn't say you go into the cafeteria and make a giant Belgian waffle and drink a diet soda or drink a root beer or whatever you're going to like. That's not a good idea. And I say that because I would do stupid shit like that. Like there'd be times where I would go into um, the cafeteria in college and I only lived on campus for two years and then two years were on our own. But probably the first year or so is where we go in, you know, and you eat with your buddies and on a team and stuff. And I'd be like, I don't like what's for dinner. And I could have made a hundred better choices, but I go in and make like a giant Belgian waffle because I had the waffle maker. And as a kid, I never had that. So I thought it was super cool. And I would cake that thing with butter and syrup, which obviously sounds amazing because I'm hungry right now. And then after I eat that, I would make like a root beer float with ice cream and root beer. Like that's, that's what I was doing. Like how dumb can you be? Now it sounds great if you're six years old, but I was 20. Like what the hell was I really doing? Right. And so do what I'm saying, not what I did, everybody. Learn from my idiot mistakes. So if we're talking lunch and, uh, you know, dinner, you can go chicken breast with, again, steamed or the raw veggies, maybe some rice on the side is fine. Or if you guys want to go, like, any kind of the wraps, chicken wrap, steak wrap, again, with the vegetables. And you can always go, you know, all the proteins, if it's fish uh, with potatoes and vegetables and asparagus, all those things are ideal. When I'm breaking down these meals, it's proteins, fats, and then some carbohydrates. It, it really doesn't have to be more complex than that. And you can make them as crazy as you want to. And again, with the snacks for you guys, I'm always going to be a fan of real food. Again, your Greek yogurts with the mixed fruit. You can even do, you know, like a four-year-old, ants on a log. You get a bunch of celery, cake that shit with peanut butter, throw some raisins on that. Or the, the do-it-yourself salads. You can go in there and literally just crush the salad bar. I'm assuming they still have it, or you can order the options. Always ask for double the protein. All real basic things. You guys have so much access, especially if you're in college and you're on campus, to way more food and resources than you think. I remember when I finally started to pull my head out of my ass, uh, I would go in and get the some of the wraps or pitas, honestly, because for some reason I got on this pita kick. And I would go in there and be like, hey, man, just stuff this pita with, you know, turkey or salami or ham or whatever else it was. Throw some cheese in there, throw some onions, throw some lettuce, and you're good to go. And I would pack those two full. And then I would make some other poor choices, but at least I'm getting a decent amount of food in a, you know, a decent quality, you know, pita, if you will. Because, again, you're burning so much more than the normal person, especially if you're an athlete in college and you're training. And then you're adding in the proteins and the fats and you do throw some vegetables in there as well. Again, none of this is rocket science. All these are things you guys should know, yet we forget them. And if I'm going to talk about like a healthy college grocery store list, uh, among other recipe ideas, depending on your fridge size and what you have access to, um, what I would, you know, spend my money on, eggs for sure, Um but again, it, it depends what you guys and people are like, well, Jeremy, I'm in a dorm room. I don't have access to a stove and these things. Hard-boiled eggs are money, and you can get them already made that way, obviously, which I think I'm a fan of. If you're, if you're living off campus, 
normal eggs are great. If you can get things like asparagus and broccoli, uh, potatoes, the oatmeals, the, your chicken breasts, your spinach, your tomatoes, uh, if it's milk, all those things are great. When I lived off campus, we basically didn't buy any of that. We had the meat for sure. But I'm eating like Jack's Pizza and drinking like diesel Budweiser for you guys out there. Uh, just making terrible choices as I go. But for you, those things are all doable to have. You can get the instant oatmeal that you can store like in your dorm room. You can get hard-boiled eggs. You can always have them around. And I'm not against deli meat at all. You can make a ton of quality choices depending on what your budget is. If you can afford like a boar's head or something, I think those are great as well. Just to store and have, obviously in your room, and to have some vegetables around it's not that complex even if you have like a small mini fridge just to grab peanut butter and celery and like i mentioned like if it's raisins you're making ants in a log like you're a six-year-old kid first of all ants in a log is amazing it's never gonna go out of style and if you were an athlete in your training you can always have those things around now if you're somebody who is going to be more conscious uh, of what they're doing and what they have what i would suggest foods that you could keep in your dorm room this is a tough one because I, I understand how limited it can be but nuts and nut butters uh, i think are ideal if you're in the cafeteria and that's where you're getting most of your stuff you they probably even have the packets for you you can take them with you stock up on them be that person kind of like when you go to a fancy hotel and you're at the ritz and you steal like the shampoo because it's amazing it's okay you paid for it same thing happens when you guys go to the cafeteria so nuts nut butters i'm not a fan of like the dry fruit because it's so packed with sugar. If you're an athlete and you want to pair it with proteins and stuff because you're training a ton, so be it. But I think fresh fruit, A, it tastes better. And I think you're going to get way more nutrients out of it. So that would be the key. Next, obviously, like I mentioned, if you guys have the oatmeals, um, they're easy to make. All the instant stuff is fine. The same thing with uh, like the tortillas or some of the breads or like the pitas. You can always put those you know, up in your dorm room. It works perfect with, again, any of the deli meat or like the nut butters. Um, I'm not a fan of canned vegetables. That's probably the toughest one. If you have access to like frozen stuff, I think it's great, but I'm not a fan of the canned vegetables because they basically have no nutrients in them. So I wouldn't stock those in your dorm room. I basically think of it as like, you're just throwing money away. So don't do that. If you can get it from the calf, cool. If not, grab it from the store and you should be golden. I do think the canned, uh, meats they work and now they're getting real fancy with them you can actually get the packets that have different flavorings we have them in our refrigerator right here and in my if you guys ever come uh visit us here in the in our space we have two refrigerators one uh they're both super fancy actually one was a gift and one my cheap ass actually bought but uh we have the tuna packets in there and they're this the the you rip the top open they're like little like tin foil like plastic packets i guess and all the different flavors. You can have ranch flavored tuna, jalapeno flavored tuna, sweet and spicy tuna, and again, have like maybe a gram of sugar or none. Um, or get the basic kind. And those work, but you can do those are the more expensive ones because I'm a real adult now and I don't have to sit and eat chicken at the sea mixed in oatmeal like I used to for years. But you can get, you know, canned tuna, canned sardines, canned chicken. All those things are great. And if you have a can opener in your room, sky's the limit. Those are really easy choices to get really high quality clean proteins in there and then obviously if you want to sex it up a little bit the hot sauces and any various sauce or spice to make your food more palatable is the way to go and understandably obviously space in your dorm room is limited 
And obviously, if the budget allows, I'll walk through some of the tools you guys uh, could pick up as we go, but I don't want to get lost here uh, on the episode itself. But that's just a real basic outline of what you can do. So you can make better choices. Is it harder? Yes. You don't have as much money. You don't have as much access to things as you would in a normal kitchen if you're in the dorms. If you're off campus, then you really don't have an excuse other than the budgetary restrictions. And trust me, you guys, I've been there. I was broker than almost all of you listening for most of my life. I shared the story many times. I would walk to Fry's from the first place I lived here in Phoenix, and I would go there with 20 bucks every week. That's And I had a job. So mind you, I'm an adult working. I'm not a college kid, but I'm living like one because I always thought even if I'm making money, I still am broke. Like, And I still, I guess to this day, I don't think that anymore, but I still live well, well, well below my means. And my thought process then is like, okay, you're 23, you're 24, you don't have any money. You're still, I was paying off my, I've shared this story many times before, I was paying off my uh, LASIK eye surgery, which I had to do care credit for, which is basically like the free, it's like interest-free credit for like a year, as long as you're not a deadbeat and you pay it off. And so um, I'm paying that off. I'm paying like 200 bucks a month or something. So I paid on like the, the $2,000 I owe it. Again, I'm super broke. So I have a job and I'm making money, but I was like, well, I'll just live on like 20 bucks a week for food, which in hindsight, I probably could have upped the budget a little bit, but I really hate being in debt and owing people. And so I, I really just wanted to make that a commitment. And I would go to the grocery store with 20 bucks and I would get eggs and I would get oatmeal and I would get tuna. And that, my friends, was a bulk of what I would eat. Maybe a few other things if I had the money, um, like like a Powerade Zero or something with some flavor. But I was really uh, balling on a budget, you could say. And so I would take, I've talked about this, I'd take oatmeal uh, and I would mix it with my tuna because it made it more palatable and it was easier to swallow because the oatmeal would be, I'd make it a little bit wet, like a little bit runny kind of oatmeal mixed with the tuna and then you could just, you could choke it down. So anybody who tells me, oh, like, Jeremy, I don't have any money, I can't do it. I'm like, dude, I already had graduated, I already had my degree, I already had a job, and I was still doing it. So it can be done. If you care about, you know, getting in the proteins and the carbohydrates, and if you really are struggling, if you have access to the cafeteria and your parents are paying for it, don't be a dumbass. Take advantage of it, because that's going to stop in a couple years. And you're going to have to pay for it for yourself. It's going to cost you a whole hell of a lot more doing it solo. So if you have access to fruits and vegetables and, and these quality things, Please just just do it. And if you if you want to eat healthy, it can be done. Is it going to be perfect when you're a, a broke college kid or you're an adult who doesn't have a lot of money? No, it's most certainly harder. Uh, you can't shop at Whole Foods. You're not going to be able to buy all organic everything. You can't probably afford perfect bars or synergies or you know some of the health shots and and athletic greens and the things that I think are all valuable and high quality. You probably don't have the money for that. And does that suck? Yeah, it does. Life is not fair. Uh, it never has been. It never will be. And that um, it's not fun when you're young and, and dead broke. That's why I say I'm not, a, I'm not a money person, but money does make life easier in certain instances. It buys you a sense of security. Sometimes it buys you a sense of freedom even. Uh, and it does make eating healthier not a decision between paying that and something else. But if you find yourself in that boat where money is tight, you just have to be really diligent. And there's a lot of life lessons you're going to learn there uh, about how to do it on a budget. Now, when you do have money and you go to the grocery store, like I do now, and I don't even think about the prices, I just buy whatever I want. 
um, it's, a, it's a good place to be in because you appreciate where you came from to where you are now. It's just a little uh, life lesson inside uh, the eating game, I guess. But it can be done, is my point. You guys can eat healthy even if you don't have a lot of money. It's, a, it's an easy excuse. It's a bullshit reason. It's a cop-out to say that, well, I don't have the money to buy this. No, you, you, maybe you can't buy organic chicken, but you can still afford meat. I promise you that. And you can still make a good choice. And it, it might not be exactly what you want to eat. I don't want to eat tuna and oatmeal mixed together every day for probably a year and a half, but I did it until I paid off all my bills, until I got out of debt, until I had a positive net worth, until I could start a website and create this business to do these things. There were certain sacrifices I was willing to make because I wanted to do other things in life, but I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to get protein in every day. I wanted to get carbohydrates in every day. And we can argue about if I should have paid more money for certain vegetables or not, but you do the best with, with what you can and what you have. In hindsight, I would have ate more greens for sure, but I was young and stupid, so go figure. Now, in terms of you guys actually being um, in college, like living the life, what I would suggest is if you have access to a meal plan, eat you know, two or three solid meals a day there if possible because it's already paid for and it's there and they're going to have an abundance of food. And I would save your, your trips there for when you're actually going to sit down and eat a solid meal. And I would avoid going there just to grab like a snack or something. And my reasoning is, is that it's an easy way for you to get a lot of quality food in and hopefully inside your budget and sit down and actually have a meal and a feeding, not just, oh, I went and grabbed a bag of chips or I grabbed an apple. No, no. Eat some protein in there. Because you're going to get better quality protein there than you are going to get in your dorm room. And grab some vegetables because you're probably not going to go to the grocery store. Like, I'm an adult now, and I go to the grocery store every single day. There's probably, out of a month, if there's 30 days in a month, I probably go to the grocery store 27 or 28 days out of 30. There's rarely a day where I don't stop and go there. Partially because I like my food to be fresh. I like to look at what I'm grabbing. Produce for sure. Same thing with the proteins. And it's on my way home, and I just build into my routine. But in college, I never went until I lived off campus. And even then, I was dead broke, and I rarely went. So eat in your dining hall two to three square meals. Or if now it's the weird season of life, if you're there, go and pick up your two or three solid meals and get them, you know, take them, bring them back to your dorm room, eat them there, and then grab as much extra stuff as you can. Grab a couple extra pieces of fruit. Grab some extra veggies. Like It's totally cool to do that. I remember... When I started to come around a little bit, I still wouldn't eat a ton of veggies, but I would grab like a banana and I would grab like a couple apples and I'd have them in my dorm room. And then if I ever had peanut butter, it was like, man, this is amazing. And you forget like how awesome fruit is for one, but basically how peanut butter makes everything else in your life better. So uh, I would do that a lot. Next thing, if you can, um, if they still have this going on, and I don't know, I know this is, is a tough episode to do because some of you guys are going to, to class in college. Some of you aren't going to class. Some of you live on campus. Some of you don't live on campus. And I was in Sedona, uh, probably a couple weeks ago with, uh, my mom and Dave. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, we'll just go to whole food. Cause we're staying at this place called forest house resorts. Shout out to those guys. They have these, they're all cabins in Sedona. It sucks. Don't go there, but do because you should support their business. But Sedona is terrible. You will hate it. Um, in all seriousness, they have these, the family owned, they have these little cabins and they're just, they're awesome. I love them. I'm a huge fan of log cabins. I watched eight seasons of, of log cabin living here during, uh, during this uh, weird year that we've been in, 
But uh, I said, oh, we'll stop at we'll stop at the Whole Foods before we go, and we'll just you know pick up some salads and stuff, so we don't have to go out to dinner. We'll keep it simple. And I had not been into Whole Foods in quite a while, and I walked in, and I'm like, there's no salad bar because of the COVID shit. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? And so like, um, I guess I'll grab uh, you know, whatever deli meat I can grab and like a slice of pizza. Like now I'm making like terrible choices. I was just super pissed off actually. But uh, if you can and you have access to it, you know. In the normal world, the, the salad bars can be ideal where you can load up on veggies and there's a ton of food volume and a ton of micronutrients and a ton of fiber in there. Uh, unless they're obviously prepared with a bunch of, you know, like dressings and, and shit already on there. But if you can, if they're going to pack it for you, say, hey, man, I want a monster salad with as many veggies as you can pack in. I want all the micros. I want all the fiber and I want double the protein and put the dressing on the side. So basically what I do when I go to like salad to go here, I'll get like the, they have like a jalapeno chop or they have a Cobb salad. And the thing is that it's a ton of food. It's, it's really impressive. And most of it's organic, which is crazy. But uh, I'll just go there and get double chicken on everything. And then it's just full of, you know, a ton of greens and vegetables. And you can do the same thing. It's not tough to do. So you can make a better choice. And then if you're grabbing the fruits and other things, and again, I understand like you're, if you're college athletes, you're going to eat some other shit outside of that. That's fine. But if you can focus on making the hub of your meals like healthy, that's the key. And I think a lot of times people will get confused when they sit down and eat something. It's like, oh, I have some chips and some cookies and some. Those are all things like use sparingly at the very, very end. Your goal is to eat the hub of your meals is protein and vegetables and healthy fats and then everything else comes from there. Proteins, healthy fats, throw some greens on there, and then sprinkle in the rest of the garbage you want. And if you're training and you're moving, be okay. But start to learn these healthy habits now. The other thing I would say is emphasize protein. I, I can't say this enough. I, I'll do a different podcast where we talk about how protein is the the most vital uh, of the macronutrients, I believe. Obviously, there's essential proteins, essential fats. There is no essential carbohydrate, but protein should be the base of what you're doing. And you should have an assortment of protein options when you guys are there. If it's chicken, uh, if it's burger patties, maybe they have steaks, they have, uh, you know, lunch meats. Some can be higher in sodium. Drink a ton of water, you'll be fine. Uh, eggs, hard-boiled, scrambled, tuna. Uh, if we're talking incomplete proteins, beans, peanut butters, things like that. And sometimes you might have to, you know, kind of MacGyver your food, if you will. And so if there's only you know, fried chicken available, you can still remove the skin and salvage what otherwise would be a legit protein source. And again, it's not going to be perfect, but it can be done. And again, you can still be a real human. Eat a piece of fried chicken if it's like part of what you want to do, but the rest of it, strip that shit down and eat the good stuff. That's okay. It's like, oh, they only have cheeseburgers here. We'll get four of them, strip off all the stuff and just eat the protein. Like do it Flying Dutchman style, like In-N-Out. You can, at In-N-Out Burger, you actually go and order a Flying Dutchman, which I believe is a patty and a piece of cheese and then a patty. So the cheese acts like the burger and the patties are the bun. I believe that's what a Flying Dutchman is. Um, it's not on the menu-ish, but if you live out here on the West Coast, you guys know there's a secret menu. And I believe that is an item you can actually ask for. And I think almost every chain of In-N-Out knows that. But you could do the same thing in the dining hall if you didn't want as, you know, as much bread. And then just throw a ton of veggies on there and now you're living. So, again... You just have to be willing to be a little bit creative or, as we like to say, MacGyver it, if you will. Uh, the other thing, if you can use a, a bigger plate, 
as dumb as it sounds, you know, most healthy eating recommendations would say, you know, don't do that. Um, because it shows that, you know, the size of the food, um, like the plate, right? Like the, the food vessel, if you will, uh, can influence the amount of food eaten despite hunger cues or even taste cues. However, what I would say, like in a, a buffet kind of setting, like in college, sometimes what you have, the strategy of grabbing a big plate, you load up as much food as you can and actually, uh, you know, finish what's actually on your plate. And so I think when you do this, and I'm trying to give you guys a visual here, because obviously this is an audio platform. If you can focus on protein being like the hub of that wheel and then piling up vegetables all around it. And once those two things are filling up most of your plate, then you grab like this carbohydrate source. If it's, you know, potatoes or rice and beans and things like that. If you're an athlete, you can maybe go protein is the hub, uh, depending on, you know, what your goal is. If you're trying to perform, then fill the plate up with beans, rice and potatoes, and then sprinkle the veggies all around that. That's fine too. It really just depends how you know many carbohydrates you need. Is it a training day? Is it not a training day? Is it a hard practice day? Is it a day off? You know, how hungry are you really? How is your recovery? How do you feel? What foods agree with you? But for the most part, you could flip flop those around. If it was me being an ectomorph in college playing sport that is highly aerobic, you know, for hours a day plus lifting sessions, I think going in there, getting a ton of protein on the plate filling it with a ton of rice and potatoes, and then putting in a bunch of broccoli and asparagus just around that, that would be the way that I would go. So I would do the veggies would be the third section, and it would be protein first, and then the rice and potatoes and beans would be like the tier two for me. Now at this point in my life, as I'm an old man, uh, I go protein first, all the greens, and then maybe some rice or potatoes or something else if I do include them into what I'm doing. But again, my goal now is to look a certain way, move a certain way and feel a certain way. And then the performance for me is, is probably after that. Not that I want to come in here and be a complete turd because on Sundays we still come in here and I punch it with these guys. And that's more of a, a mental thing than anything. And I, I like being relatively strong, but I have no desire to deadlift 600 pounds again. I have no desire to put over 400 pounds on my back and back squat. It just doesn't matter to me. I really don't care like what my one rep max is on anything. It's irrelevant because at some point, you know, something's going to go something's going to come detached or pop or break that doesn't need to. And I'm like, and then it's like, what? Well, I was having a, you know, a dick measuring contest with myself to, to post on the internet to show people how strong I am. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'm not judging anybody who does. If, if, if deadlifting PRs is your thing and back squatting is your thing, or like how big is your bench is your thing. That's super cool. It just doesn't have any interest to me. And I'm not going to eat to facilitate that. I'm not eating to gain size. I'm not eating to come in here and have a three hour workout because those days are gone for me. Now, if I'm going to eat, you know, to go on a 10 hour hike, that's going to be obviously something different. I would eat more like the college athlete would where most other days I'm eating just to honestly, I want to feel good. And then I know if I do that, the byproduct is I'm going to look a certain way and I can manipulate things from there as well. So you have to really be auditing yourself too, as you guys go through this and, uh, and seeing how much energy you have and see how your workouts are, see how your practices are, see how your recovery is and just be really aware of what is going on every single day. And also, if you guys are in school and uh, you're ordering stuff, and this goes for everybody who's ever ordering off a menu, make special requests, dude. You know, take control of the situation by asking your server or asking, like, the food service worker for modifications. In my experience, if you're not an asshole, many of them are going to really be gracious and they're going to accept, you know, reasonable adjustments, such as, like, a burger without a bun. 
and explain to them you'd rather eat, you know, what you can and, and not waste the food. So if you can get things, you know, protein style, if you will, I think is ideal. And ask them to put the dressings on the sides. If you're a nice human being, most people are willing to accommodate in almost everything you do. And so then you can make the choice depending on what you're willing to eat and what really fits your goals. The other one I touch on all the time, just drink a ton of water, man. You have to. You got to chug water um, all day, every day. And, you know, even with your meals, I know some people will, will share the data that uh, goes the other way with that. But I'm a fan of drinking water all the time. And I'm a fan of drinking water when I eat my meals. It's it's almost exclusively what I eat with almost all my meals, unless we go out to dinner somewhere and it's like we do something specific and I have like a beer or something with a pizza or if I have a diet soda with something, but for the most part of my normal life, I just crush water because it contributes to feeling full, which is a huge reason why I do it. And a lot of times I think we confuse hunger signals with uh, kind of like the mild dehydration. So if you guys can, adding in water all day, every day is ideal for most of you, at least 100 ounces, if not more. If you're an athlete, probably closer to 200 ounces, especially if you're sweating and moving or at least an ounce per every pound you weigh, and then obviously assessing from there. You, you can drink too much water. I don't know anybody who you know personally has ever done that. I know it is a thing, but most of you aren't drinking nearly enough, especially if you're peeing and it looks dark yellow or your piss looks like battery acid. You're, you're, you're making a mistake. It should be clear, and you should feel good about it. The other thing I would say is for you guys out there, if you're trying to be health conscious, I would avoid drinking a lot of your calories. Now, if you're a guy trying to gain weight, I'll touch on this in a second, but I'm not a fan of drinking calories, especially if it's coming from like soda and fruit juice and uh, obviously stay clear of the, you know, the fountain pops and the fountain drinks. It's just don't be an idiot like I was for sure. Because liquid calories for most of you guys are A, uh, too easily overconsumed. consumed uh, not to mention they're very unsatisfying. And if you're hungry, um, I would suggest going with something that is a little bit denser and high quality, like a protein smoothie. I'm a fan of those for sure. If you are a person who drinks milk, um, a glass of milk would be fine. Even like a bowl of soup, typically if it could be like bone broth or something quality there. And those would probably be the exceptions. Otherwise, you know, you know, drinking your calories is not ideal. And even if you're a guy trained to gain weight, I don't think just drinking orange juice or you know, grape juice or soda is is a good route. It's not going to put on the kind of weight you want, and it's going to cause way more harm than good. So if I'm you, uh, the protein smoothies with like fruits, nut butters, and uh, and protein powder is, is awesome. That would be what uh, I would suggest if you're going to you know drink calories. But as always, real food is is going to be the key. If you are a person uh, in college and you're talking about uh, healthy eating, maybe not the athlete route here. And it can be the athlete route too. It depends. You know, when I say athlete, I know a lot of times guys will struggle with with keeping on size or putting on size. And that's where, you know, they get into trouble. And then there's other dudes who are already naturally big. But obviously, I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. And so it's a strategy that you guys know with a limited window of eating. And uh, it can be perfect for a lot of people. Not everybody, but for a lot of people, it can. So let's say you're a person who doesn't really like breakfast or you're a normal college dude who's not going to wake up. I think I eat breakfast once or twice in probably the two years I lived on campus. I remember Kiefer and I went one time for breakfast. I had to make me an omelet. It was great. I loved it. I love omelets. I could eat an omelet multiple times a day every day. I'm just too lazy to make them and I have no omelet making skills. 
But I think I ate breakfast with him once, and I maybe went one other time. I don't know why, but I'm, I kind of remember I ate there one other time, which is pathetic because I, it's crazy. I wake up at you know 3.50 in the morning every single day now, and in college, man, unless I had a class early, I never got up early. I mean, I'd stay up way too late too, but the point is, is if you're not a breakfast eater, and you've got to get to a morning class or you have back-to-back classes or it doesn't fit with your schedule or you're just a lazy ass and you don't want to get up, intermittent fasting is going to allow you guys to eat in a different window. So allow you to fast to like 12 o'clock or maybe later. And you can have your first meal, you know, whenever you get to it. Um, and there's a ton of health benefits uh, to fasting, which we already talked about on the podcast. But it is an option for you guys, especially if you're trying to be uh, on the leaner side by limiting your food window. I think you guys are going to probably eat less. And I think... Uh, it'll help you build healthy habits. It'll, it'll teach you how to learn how to go without and delay gratification for a later date, which is always a great skill in terms of food. The other thing for you guys who are listening, um, you're already doing this, but educate yourself. If you can, take a class on basic nutrition in college. I'm serious. Like there, There's nothing like being forced to learn about something that uh, you hate like mathematics, for example, like there's a lot of random math shit that I really don't care about. The fact that I knew what a parallelogram was, or could identify like a trapezoid, but I didn't know anything about micronutrients is, in my opinion, criminal. You're teaching me about geometry, which I'm I'm sure there's applications that somebody can message me here. And if you're a geometry teacher, awesome, dude, respect. I'm glad you love it. Uh, I just thought that shit was worthless. And I'm learning about geometry, but yet I don't know anything about macronutrients. Like, we're, I'm learning all of this stuff that is essentially worthless to me as a functioning adult in the world. And we teach these people nothing about nutrition and all these different levels of math. You're teaching me algebra, and yet we're not telling people about vitamins. You should not be doing square roots if you don't know what vitamin D can do for you. Again, this is me on a rant here. I apologize, but I just believe that it's just, it's so stupid to me that we wouldn't talk about the importance of like fiber um, or chia seeds or omegas in your day. But yeah, we're gonna you know do math word problems. Rick's on a train in Chicago going 60 miles an hour, 200 miles away. Bill's in New York going 52 miles an hour, 67 miles away. When do the trains meet? Who cares? Like, why are we learning that it's arbitrary? It, it's it's worthless information that nobody gives a shit about. And yet we could have been teaching all these important things about nutrition, about proper eating and how to live life. Like a life 101 class would have made a lot of sense. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Uh, I just, I think being educated on nutrition is going to apply to every aspect of your life. Not just now, but forever until you're dead. And the more educated you can be on this stuff, the healthier, the happier, and the better the quality of your life is going to be. So if you're in college and you're listening and you can fit it into like your electives or something, even though it might not be as easy as like, you know, painting 101 or you know painting 102. I took two painting classes in college and two drawing classes. But the nutrition stuff is going to it's going to pay huge dividends. Even if your professor doesn't really practice what they preach and they're 300 pounds, at least they can give you some quality baseline information and then you can draw conclusions from there. And at least you'll learn 
what you do need to be eating, what's important, what's not important, and then you can sift through all this shit from there. But if nothing else, they'll teach you the basic science of what happens when you eat certain things and how it affects how you move and how you feel and how you sleep and how you recover. And I do think that is uh, important. Um, the other thing I'd say, obviously, I mentioned all this stuff before, you have to just learn to, to make meals in the dorms. If you're in there or at your college house with a lot of the stuff I mentioned, and the things I would make sure uh, all of you guys have, especially like in your room or at your house, a can opener, a pretty much common sense, obviously for any of the cans that you're going to do, uh, a mini fridge. Um, you could live without one, but uh, it's really tough, dude. I just think having one is going to be a game changer, and they're super cheap. Uh, a microwave for a lot of you guys is ideal. And the things you can cook in a microwave are really long. Um, thinking like, you know, your oats, your rice, your eggs, uh, even salmon. Uh, ask your roommate first in case they don't want it, uh, the place smelling like a, a dirty fish butthole. But uh, you can do that. Those are great things. You can do eggs in the microwave. And that's why I say like, even if you don't have access to uh, a stove and those things, you can make eggs uh, in a microwave. So you can buy, even if it's the cheap eggs, it's fine. These are all things that are budget friendly that you can be eating all the time. Also, your plastic food containers, um, you can store stuff, you can bring it with you. If, um, if you want to do a rice cooker, uh, that would work as well. Um, not necessary, but if you want to. The Magic Bullet Blender is super dope. You can blend your smoothies, sauces, you can even do guacamole if you're fancy enough. But uh, the smoothies and, uh, and your protein smoothies is, is a real simple go-to. And uh, the tried and true, the, the George Foreman grill. You know, uh, just don't be like Michael Scott and burn your foot. But uh, the Foreman Grill is great, man. Uh, always has been, always will be. It's an easy go-to. Uh, just something you can keep uh, in your dorm room and be able to make uh, proteins uh, anytime you buy them and, uh, and pick them up. So that's just kind of a basic rundown. I mean, the biggest thing I would suggest for you is just finding a routine that works and just really be committed to eating, you know, if it's two, three, or four times a day how you're going to navigate um, e eating in the dorm, how you're going to navigate eating on campus or in your house, really budgeting your money and just being aware for it and understanding what are you eating for. Are you eating for performance or are you eating for aesthetics? If you're eating for performance, you have to make those meals count. And the meal timing for you guys is probably more important than the people who want to eat just to look sexy. And obviously those guys, you can listen to any other podcast I've done, you know, real food, Protein, produce, water, wash, rinse, repeat. For you guys who are eating for performance, you're training more, you're exercising more, your metabolism is probably through the roof, and uh, you just really, you probably have to focus more on carbohydrates just because it's, it's, it's an energy source. You could get by with not doing a ton, but you're going to have to gauge it depending on what sports you're playing. And just try to keep it real food and try not to drink alcohol all the time. I know it's, it's I'm the pot calling the kettle black there. Uh, but uh, you just really pick your spots, man. And I'm not saying don't go have fun with your friends and, uh, you know, make memories and, and, and do stupid things. But you're going to have the rest of your life to drink booze and make terrible choices. It won't be the same. So that's why I say pick your spots. Just because you're never going to go back and, and be an athlete again. Because once it's over, it's over. When the last game is finished and you walk off the court or the field, it's done. And nothing is going to 
bring that feeling back. There's nothing like it. The crowd is never going to chant for you. They're never going to go crazy for you again. It's just, it's it. And uh, the juice you had in the real world, nobody gives a shit. It's completely over. That's why I say if you can eat to perform your best and eat to feel your best and recover your best, you're probably going to have the best career you could have genetically for your potential. And I think that's key. And a lot of these things you learn in this setting, if you can eat well in college, the kids that I talk to that eat well in college, it's so impressive to me. I'm like, you guys are doing it now. You're going to crush it in the real world when you actually get a real paycheck and you have a real kitchen and you have access to better quality food and better resources and hopefully you're more mature and have better time management schedule. So learning these things now uh, is a huge game changer for life. So if you're an athlete and you're listening, just you know, pick your spots with the booze, try to eat real food and understand the food you eat is everything. It's how strong you get. It's how you recover. It's how you perform. It really controls how you think and how you move and everything in your life. So that's why I harp on uh, the food stuff enough. And it, you got to be creative and it might not be easy all the time, but it definitely can. Uh, it can be done. I don't think you guys have to go as far as, you know, tracking all the macros on my fitness pal. I think if, you know, you're, you're stepping on a scale once in a while, I think you're probably fine. If you're a person who really wants to be lean, then obviously you're going to go the same route as we would teach adults. You do track on my fitness pal. You do look at it and see it. But in college, so many people eat poorly and drink poorly and sleep poorly, and they're successful despite themselves because you're young. And uh, youth is forgiving when it comes to uh, recovery and things like that. I was joking with a guy today. He's like, at, at most, I drink, you know, maybe three beers uh, on a weekend uh, in a in an evening. And he goes, that's about it. I, I can't do the, the case of beer anymore. Those days are long gone. He goes, I can't. I can hardly stomach it and I can't recover from it. And I can speak from experience. I am in the exact same boat. I am nowhere near the same conditioning of uh, alcohol and drug abuse as I as I once would. So now I really, uh, I pick my spots because as you're older, it's not as forgiving. So if you guys can learn to do these things correctly when you're young, oh man, it's, uh, if I could go back, I would definitely do it. Uh, I would do it a lot different, but obviously hindsight is, uh, is definitely 2020. So again, the biggest key takeaways, eating real food, you guys, just be real mindful uh, of what's going into your body, you know, stick to your budget, stick to your meal times, and just make the best choice you can in the situation you are in. And don't worry about being perfect all the time, because that doesn't exist for anybody, even for adults. And especially if you're a younger person in the, the scenario and the situation you're in, just really try to be be aware of what's going on. But if the goal, I'll say this again, if the goal is to get lean and you're not an athlete and you're not performing in that arena, I do think just tracking some stuff on MyFitnessPal is going to be beneficial and it's going to help you get a better understanding of what is in each food you're eating and what foods are protein heavy and, and carb heavy and, and fat heavy. You could do it if you're an athlete as well. I just know a lot of you guys just tend to eat, eat, eat like crazy. And if most of it is, is quality food, I think you'll be fine. And then you can assess, you know, what you look like and how you're performing. But if you're trying to just, you know, leave it all in the field, you have to kind of eat uh, that way. And something's going to work different for everybody. I'm not going to give prescriptions of if you should do, you know, a protein shake pre-workout or post-workout. That's, those things differ, you know, from individual to individual. But I would always suggest, you know, eating a ton of, of quality protein and, uh, getting carbohydrates that fuel your body and getting enough, you know, healthy, essential fats in your life. So if you can throw in things like 
the avocados and the chia seeds and eating whole eggs and the nut butters. And if you can get access to quality fish, that's amazing. Those are all, all basic things that you can throw in and, and try to limit, you know, just living off of uh, Easy Mac and uh, Doritos and, uh, you know, cookies and chips and crackers and cakes and all the garbage stuff that's out there. And, you know, a, a diet filled of uh, Budweiser and Jack's Pizza is not ideal, which is what I, you know, once did uh, many, many years ago, which is not a not a recipe for success. I even remember Kiefer, uh, so my buddy Kiefer, uh, he basically runs a huge part of Wells Fargo uh, these days. He's just a gangster. And uh, the crazy, where we've all ended up and how we all got here and we're just a bunch of knuckleheads and he lived uh right next to me in the room right next to me in the dorms on the fourth floor and i remember he turned me on to this uh it was doritos with easy mac and he would eat them together so uh when i was in college easy mac was like a new thing because when i grew up as a kid you always make it on the stove and i'm like oh easy mac this is the shit so you make Easy Mac in the microwave, and then you take uh, your nacho cheese Doritos, and you like you crunch them up in the bag, and then you pop the bag open, and you dump it into the macaroni and cheese. And so I would eat Easy Mac mixed in with uh, Doritos, and that's and I probably did it with like a Mountain Dew or a beer or something stupid, and uh, that's what that would be like a dinner for me, like a late night snack is what I would eat. Like how terrible is that? There's literally no nutrients in that whatsoever and there is not one ounce of real food in that and I somehow survived and could turn to this person today so if you're listening to me and you're in college and you are making better choices than that you were already uh, a mile or so ahead of me and I'm not saying you can't do things like that or eat things like that but it can't be the the hub and the base of what you're doing when you're looking at your overall diet what does a majority of your diet look like and that's the last thing I'll leave you guys with because I'm getting tired and I gotta go uh, if you looked at the scope of your entire, an entire day or your entire week, right? And this is for all the adults listening to anybody out there. If you look at what's the number one thing you ate this week in terms of volume, right? So if I had a table here in front of me, which if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my table. And you said you had 33 eggs this week. So eggs takes up this much. And I'm going volume here to give you guys a visual. 33 eggs is on the table. Then you ate... 14 cups of spinach and that's on the table and you ate you know two cups of chia seeds and that's on the table and you ate two avocados three bananas and then you ate two bags of doritos 26 beers four pieces of pizza three cupcakes and if you could see all that at one time and you looked at it and you say okay does this look like something a healthy person eats or an unhealthy person eats does this look like a diet of a healthy person an unhealthy person or somebody may be in the middle. And only you obviously can decide that. But I think if you look at it and most of it's real food, that's probably a good choice. I think the volume game when we pull back the curtain on that is really eye-opening for a lot of people. And I do it here mostly with adults when we're talking about booze and alcohol. And if you were to take what some of these adults do and I'll say, well, how many glasses of wine are you drinking a week? And they'll say, well... You know, I drink about a glass night. I'm like, well, is it a real pour? So like how you would pour it or how like Capital Grill would pour it? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like some of the restaurants and, and their pours are going to be normal because it's, it's, it's dollars and cents. They're going to give you like a four ounce pour. And you are probably doing like six or eight. You might be doing double because, you know, you had a rough week. Your kids are going crazy. Your job is nuts and just the world in general. 
And you might look at it and you'd be like, okay, this is what a pour should be, but you're doing 10 glasses of wine a week instead of what you thought was seven, which is not a huge deal. But when you look at that over the course of six months and you took every glass of wine and you either put it into like gallon jugs or you took them in individual glasses and you lined them up in on a table, it wouldn't even fit. It probably filled, you know, half the floor of your house. Cause you'd be like, wow, so far this year, you've drinking 288 glasses of wine. That's a lot of alcohol compounding over time. It's the same way with your diet, whether you're young or old. So if I looked at what my table of food would have looked like when I was, you know, 2022, it basically would have been, what's all the things I consume this week? It, the table probably would have looked like, you know, 27 beers, mostly probably Budweiser because we were cheap and that's what we had. Maybe some Everclear. Yeah, I'm taking you guys way back here. Uh, some Jack's Pizza. Maybe some uh, chicken nuggets. Uh, probably some Oreo cookies. Uh, ramen for sure. Probably 20 Mountain Dews. And four tins of chewing tobacco. Some Doritos and mac and cheese. And maybe some, you know, Powerades and Gatorades. That literally would have been an average week for me. It's pretty piss poor, right? I'm sure I'm missing a couple of things, but that's the stuff I can remember that made up the bulk of my diet. And as you look at that, processed carbohydrates, processed sugar, low quality proteins, and we would get some decent protein. My roommate uh, was a you know, was a farmer when we had a house, and so uh, he would get you know a lot of steaks, a lot of uh, burgers, a lot of amazing cuts of meat, which we would throw in there too. So I always get a decent amount of protein. But some weeks we, we'd be too lazy to make it. So it's like, well, my protein was, you know, chicken nuggets or chicken fingers on the pizza maker, by the way. And when you're looking at that processed sugar, processed carbohydrates, low quality proteins, alcohol, um, you know, tobacco, and just a lot of garbage and really no micronutrients, really no essential fats in there. Nothing of high quality. If I could sneak in some peanut butter, that would, you know, maybe be part of the day, like a peanut butter sandwich. But man, just pretty... Uh, pretty garbage overall. And now when I look at it, I'm like, well, okay, it's green vegetables, it's proteins, it's uh, quality fats. And yeah, maybe have some blueberries in there, maybe throw in a banana, uh, just put real food among, you know, athletic greens and chia seeds. And the point I'm driving at is when you look at the scope of what you do, and you look at it from a broad picture, is what you're doing something a healthy person does? Is what you're doing something an athlete does who takes their playing career serious and, and takes their craft serious and takes themselves serious? Or is this something a lot of 12-year-old does? Does your diet resemble something of a professional athlete? Or does your diet resemble something of an 8-year-old kid who just eats whatever the hell they want when they want? So when you think of it that way, that's how you can kind of gauge, you know, it's overly simplistic, I know. But you can gauge where you're actually at and say, well, I eat like I'm an eight-year-old who doesn't give a shit about my body, but I'm pretending that I want to be this person who looks and moves and feels and performs a certain way. So maybe your food should start to resemble something that looks closer to adult Jeremy as opposed to, you know, college age me. Because the food I ate at, you know, 20 years old really didn't change a whole hell of a lot from the food I ate at 10 years old. And that was probably one of the biggest mistakes that I personally made and you know it's education man and that's why i say if i could have heard somebody like me talk when i was a young me it would have been a game changer you know and obviously if you know better you do better 
And there's a lot of you out there who are maybe listening and your coach just shared this with you. And uh, they say, well, you know, I'm crushing it right now and I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want because it doesn't matter. And they'll say, you know, if, if, it, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. But the way I think about that is if it could be better, it's as good as broken. Like if it could be better, it's as good as broken. And I'm not talking about being perfect, but it's just making these changes. You learn a lot in college about yourself and about life and experiences. And if one of them can be how to eat better and take better care of your body because it's the only place you have to live for the rest of your life. I think that's probably one of the most important educational pieces you can have. And especially when you're trapped in a place where they're teaching you, which in my opinion is a lot of, you know, worthless stuff. It's just, you know, showing that you can complete a task and do basic human chores, but it has nothing to do with actually learning, you know, a lot of stuff that matters in life. If you get access to uh, teachers and the professors who are going to talk about nutrition and food, and you can learn something on a technical level there, that would be a class I would be willing to invest in and actually listen in because that's something that is going to affect you for the rest of your life, regardless of if you're going to have to know history from 1877 or if you're going to have to know anything about trapezoids as you get into uh, the real world. I can promise you, you're going to have to know about your health and you're going to have to learn about your fitness and your mobility and about micronutrients and macronutrients and about vitamins and minerals because they're going to affect you. You're going to have to eat food. You're going to have to fight off disease and infection, and you're going to have to take care of yourself one way or the other. Uh, it's going to make it self-important in your life, whether you realize it is or not. So if you have access to those classes and to people like myself who are willing to share this information 100% for free, I would be in line to listen. And I say this, obviously, you know, I'm going to be biased in this because it's what I do for a living and I put my life into this craft and trying to help people and make them understand how important it is to be healthy, not just, you know, to look a certain way, but to be able to fight off viruses and infection and disease and not have to spend your life, you know, in hospitals and in, in PT clinics and stuff because you didn't give a shit about, you know, your joints and everything else that was connected, uh, you know, to your mind, body and your spirit. Like it matters. It just, it really matters, you guys. And I'm always going to, you know, push you towards caring more about it than, than probably the average person. But I've been doing this a long time and I've seen a lot of people. And I think if they would have learned these things at 20 years old and made just small pivots in small adjustments, they'd be so better off than being 40 trying to learn them. And everybody comes around at some point. If they don't, they're the people you know who are always obese and always overweight and have high blood pressure and have diabetes and have, you know, multiple, you know, underlying health issues. And those are the people who are going to struggle through life. But for 90% of us, like everybody comes around at some point and it clicks and they say, okay, well, shit, I should probably start eating better. I should probably start training more. My best friend who loved to death, he's naturally just, you know, gifted and shredded his whole life. Now he's finally training you know, like for real, like he's got a gym set up in his house. Now he's sending me pictures. He's got a, he's got the gym. He's got fitness hoodie on. He's in the squat rack. He's doing work. He's, he's excited about it. And I'm excited for him. It's super cool. And he was a guy who, you know, just didn't really take it serious. He would go just naturally be athletic and go play in the beer softball leagues and just jack home runs and play golf and, you know, naturally just leaner. And over time, it just, it, it just catches up with you. And even for him, it clicked. He's like, well, man, now I'm a dad. I got four kids. I should probably give a fuck about myself because I can't naturally coast on my athletic abilities and, and all the stuff I could do forever. And that gets us all at some point. And so that's why I say invest in it now. 
especially if you can be younger. And if you're a parent and you have kids, I'm not telling you how to raise them. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not a parent. I have no, you know, skin in the game there. But I've seen enough kids here. Um, and what I can tell you by watching through experiences that the parents here who try to make real food a priority and the parents here who lead from the front and lead by example, they tend to have kids who do the same and they tend to fall in line. It's, uh, you know, if you're doing it, they're going to do it. And the one thing I wish is that my parents have known, you know, what to do back in 19, you know, 92, back in 1995, they could have told me, Hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Jeremy back in 1989, they would have ingrained these habits into me, but, uh, we didn't have as much open free access to quality information as we do today, but you guys do. So, uh, Learn from the dumb shit that I did and everybody else did before you. Stand on the shoulders of giants. That's how we become successful. So if you're a college athlete out there listening or just a kid in college, take these basic tips and and use them and run with them. And even if you don't have a bunch of money, it can be done. I've done stuff on budgeting before. It's not rocket science. Buy the cheapest quality stuff you can if money is the issue and do that in order of importance of what you need to throw in that you're not getting from the school cafeteria and when you ask mom and dad what they can do for you, say, hey, mom and dad, buy me quality food and, and feed my body with that. And it's more important than stuff. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'll leave you with it. I've done this for a long time. And it's changed the scope of my life forever. And it'll never be the same because of it. You know, live in a smaller house. Drive a shittier car. Uh, wear your clothes a little bit longer. You know, maybe pass on a couple of luxury, you know, toys to fill your body with real, whole, nutrient-dense quality food. Because that's going to, A, change the way that you look, the way that you move, and the way that you feel for life, but it's going to change how much energy you have. It's going to change how productive you are. It's going to change everything about your life. And I mean that, and obviously I'm going to say that as a fitness professional, but in all reality, man, if I didn't have this much energy, I couldn't produce as much stuff as I can. And by doing that, it's allowed me to have opportunities and do things I don't think a lot of other people could have done because I'm never going to go to the grocery store and worry about can I buy eggs today because I got a $700 a month car payment. That's fucking stupidity. That's dumb shit. Don't do that. Don't be paying for things and robbing your body of important things. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like don't buy a house that's so expensive you have to haggle about buying a gym membership. Don't buy a car that's so expensive that you're going to make a decision at the grocery store and choose inferior things to fill your body with, yet you're going to put the most expensive gas into your car. Your car takes you places, but your body is the place everywhere you go. You understand that? This thing goes with you everywhere through life. So fill it with the, the best quality things you can with wherever you're at in life in terms of budgeting and money and finances. And this is from my adults out there. You just you, Sometimes you buy the wrong stuff. And don't go cheap on the food. Don't go cheap on the things you fill your body with. It is the most important thing you're going to spend your money on. And I truly believe that. And if you're a young college kid out there listening, and if you're like me and you graduate, you're still broke, dude. I didn't have college loans. I didn't have car payments and the debts and stuff, but I didn't have any money either. And a lot of you listening to me out there, you're going to have a shit ton of student loans. And that sucks, man. And I feel for you because it's like a dead weight you're going to carry around your neck with you until you get rid of them. And so just... Even if you get a good job, I would say live as cheap as you can, as long as you can, man. And just 
really spend money on the things that are important. Make your health and your fitness a priority, especially the younger you are. Ingrain those habits in your life. And then when you get older and you get out of debt and you want to drive a fancy car because you're making real money, that's fine. But don't do it early at the cost of you not being able to work out, to exercise, and eat real food and fill your body with quality proteins, fats, carbohydrates, and healthy supplements. Anyways, you guys, hopefully that all made sense. I know I touched on a handful of different things. Some of you guys in college who are listening to me are like, this dude is crazy. I promise you I'm not. I'm just way older than you, and I've done everything wrong before I did anything right. And I think if you live you know, to be my age, you will understand where I'm coming from. All the parents out there, just preach it to your kids, man. You know, Health and fitness is the priority. And if they do that, all the other stuff is going to work itself out. So... I appreciate you guys for listening. As always, again, just a reminder, my homies at JLab are having a sale that starts on Monday, October the 26th. 27% off everything on the website is going to come out in the email newsletter on Monday. So you guys can take advantage of that. If you're not on our email newsletter list, shoot me a message on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, to my email, if you will. And I can have, I'm happy to throw you on there. We still have three emails a week, every week, and we have for the past 11 years. And... Some weeks we even do five or six emails. That's how crazy we are. And then also, thank you to my homies at Athletic Greens. As always, if you guys are interested in checking out Athletic Greens, 20 free travel packs, I'm happy to get you the discount link for that. Or if you're really on the fence, we'll send a pack right to your front door. That's how much I give a shit about you guys. We lose money doing this because so many people request the free stuff. I don't even know how many people actually pick them up. Uh, I'm sure it's it's a good amount on the back end, but I'm happy to do it because I, I do believe in it. And I think if you guys are really struggling to make you know things happen, uh, just trying something for free, seeing how good it is, I'm happy to, uh, to fit the bill for that and help you guys. Because a lot of these things have changed my life. And uh, that's why we exist, to do the same thing for you. And that I wouldn't sit here on a Friday afternoon when I'm half dead and ramble on for an hour and a half when I still got a ton of work to do and got to get my own workout in. But I know this is important for people to hear. And uh, I know it matters. And it might be a lot of the same stuff you've, you've always heard, but it's nice to uh, it's nice to hear it consistently and, and drive it home and know you're, you are fighting the good fight and it is making a difference even if you feel uh, like it's tough at times and it's easier to sit on your ass and eat shit. Of course it is. It's easy up front, but it's hard on the back end. I promise you that. So I appreciate you guys for listening, taking your health and fitness seriously. And if you have questions or requests on future podcasts, I'm happy to get to them if I can speak on them with any intelligence at all. I will do so. So I appreciate you guys. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you as well. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your phone. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And again, share it with a college kid, high school-age kid, or somebody fresh out of college who's looking to actually be healthy and be fit. And if you're someone who is still in the game looking to train for performance, hopefully this helps you understand, you know, eating real food is quality and is key. And uh, you got to make the best choices consistently and you'll be all right so appreciate you guys and until next time eat well train hard be nice to people and please you guys keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to i'll talk to you soon peace